the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, better never than late. Yeah, the uh, the big guy was only about two and a half hours late for his speech to America, and he decided to take a victory lap after uh, one of the worst debacles in American history. Now, I could only listen for about a minute and a half before I threw up, so he told America he did a great job, a waste of time. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, for future reference, I came across this today. It's much better than Biden's speech today. It's a lesson in how to speak Bidenese. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today I am going to teach you how to speak Bidenese. I'm going to teach you a few words, and then we'll get the proper pronunciation and context from the master himself, President Joe Biden. The first word I'm going to teach you today is nexnosrent. Nexnosrent. President Biden will now demonstrate this word for us. Donald Trump does pose an nexnosrent to this the, it's not hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. Next, no strength. Okay, the next word we've got is care. care. Say it. Try it. care. President Biden. Barack and I think it's a right for people to have care. Next, my bus been wet. Now, th- a common error on this one is people put the stress on the wrong syllable. It's not... My bus been wet. It's not my bus been wet. It's my bus been wet. Say it. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. Next, we have a word that's that's much simpler. Palmist. Palmist. President Biden, palmist. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. All right, now that you've got four words in the bag, we're gonna move on to a really complex Bidenese word. Do you think you're ready for it? You're gonna really have to pay attention here. Uh, This is sort of advanced level Bidenese. Very long word, okay? This is what it is. Truender dash dubba depressure. Truender dash dubba depressure. One word, truender dash dubba depressure. President Biden, go. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international to pressure. True under dash double depression. Two under brash double depression. That was him. That's Joe Biden. And you really have to see this thing because it's good. Check it out on YouTube. Just go to Bidenese uh, because the guy puts up a graphic and actually spells out the word. Boon to dash dismission Oh, boy. Our governor spoke today, too. Another mask mandate for the kiddies. We'll talk about that when we come back. And in our second half hour, the head of the organization trying to save the military dogs that Joe left in Afghanistan. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 83121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com.
Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market Market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching, and itching, and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Whoa! Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. His Excellency has spoken. Um, He's declared that all of his young subjects in kindergarten through 12th grade We'll start wearing masks beginning on Tuesday, September 7th. Apparently, the governor was able to talk to the virus, and COVID-19 has agreed to wait until September 7th to kill people. So between now and then, the kiddies have nothing to worry about. State Representative Ryan Warner represents District 52 in Fayette County, and he is here to respond. Ryan, thanks for coming on. John, thanks so much for having me on the show. I think it was nice of the governor to be able to negotiate this with the virus so that everybody's okay until September 7th. Is that – it must just yeah, be – Yeah, you know, that I, I – it's kind of amazing, John. I mean, if it was that big of a, a threat, you'd think that the mandate would be effective – Immediately. Immediately, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So that's uh, some very good negotiation skills from the governor. I'd have to agree with you. He said that uh, he could no longer allow individual school districts to decide because of a nationwide campaign of misinformation about masks. Uh, this is stupid. Uh, everybody, I think, will agree with that. But is it constitutional? That's the question. John, in my opinion, it's definitely not constitutional. Look, the governor just a few weeks ago said that he didn't have the authority to do this. In fact, he actually agreed with what's in place now. He said that each school district should be making their own decision, that he agreed with local control, and that, again, he did not have the power to do this. Uh, Then last week, he he, he changed course and – stated that he wanted the legislature to, to come in the session to pass a statewide mask mandate. And then when we didn't do that, he just decided to, again, put on the, you know, 
the crown on top of his head and once again make his own law, which he absolutely does not have any uh, authority to do. The actual directive is coming through the Secretary of Health through what is known as the uh, Disease Prevention and Control Act of 1955. So it sounds like he was all for making it optional as long as everybody agreed with his option. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And to to his point, I, if there's a statewide, you know, misinformation or sorry, countrywide misinformation, uh, you know, why isn't he providing information on masks? John, I've tried to do a lot of research on cloth masks. Now, I will tell you firsthand, medical masks, N95s, uh, any medical-grade masks are very effective and efficient in in stopping respiratory illnesses. I I will not deny that. However, the science on cloth masks is very debatable, John. In fact, it's very contradictory just in the science community alone. One has to go back. If you go back to 2015, uh, and this is the only peer-reviewed study that I could find on cloth masks in a medical journal, and it's in the British Medical Journal in 2015, and the the study states they would not recommend anyone in in healthcare facilities to wear cloth masks because they simply don't work. I would suggest any viewer right now that's skeptical of it to, to put on a cloth mask, go stand next to a mirror and breathe on it and tell me what you see cough on it sneeze on it and tell me what you see uh, so you know for the governor to say that i mean it it, it cloth masks are debatable the the science is not settled on them by by any means uh it's been flip-flop back and forth from the top medical advisors in this country yeah and um i will after we're finished here with you i i i will um Talk about this, the story that showed up this weekend in New York Magazine, not exactly a, a conservative uh, paper, uh, where, where they, you know, the, a study showed they're just they're useless. The, the cloth, cloth masks have done no good. So, um, you know, I, I just the, the science isn't on, isn't on his side. Well, but uh, school boards in your district decided not to mandate masks. Um, yeah, that's correct. Does yeah. this does this what does this change anything for them? Just because he well, said so. I mean, according according to the governor, they they have to do it or be subjected to the penalties in the Disease Control and Prevention Act of, of 1955. Uh, or or each you know the problem is is that the children are going to be subjected to whatever the whatever the school board or whatever the school law now becomes. So if the school says, okay, we have to follow this law. We're worried about the secretary and the governor coming coming after us. We have to cover our tails or lawsuits or, or anything else. Uh, it, you know, the, it's the children that will be subjected to penalty from, from the school. That That's the greatest risk, in my opinion. Just from your um... – just talking to people on the street in your district and just, you know, people you know, how is this going to sit with them over there in Fayette County and around it, your area? It's, it's not sitting very well, John. It, it's not sitting well at all. Again, look, just this May, you know, we had two constitutional amendments that were put up by a vote and passed by the majority of the people in this Commonwealth that said, they gave the legislature the power to end the governor's unilateral mandates and to end his disaster declaration. So they, they're rightfully upset that, okay, we passed those, and he's still not going to listen to it. Like, you, he doesn't no longer has the authority to issue these, and now is trying to subvert that by doing the um, by the by the secretary of state issuing the mandates. Yeah, um, there's a famous video out there. I was looking at it uh, today. Of uh, this is back several months ago, when uh, His Excellency was uh, going through one of his daily. I guess it was one of his daily um, briefings, and uh, his assistant said something about the mask, and he said he wasn't going to put it on until the camera came on. And she said, "Oh yeah, it's political theater." I don't know yeah, if you remember he, that. Yes, I do remember, and he chuckled about it. Yeah, because again, exactly it, what it, it is. is it is political theater, John. It's 100% political theater. Uh, again, there's no settled science 
on on cloth masks. Mm-hmm. John, there's absolutely none at all. The top medical experts in this land at the beginning of this pandemic said that they are not worth wearing. Uh, doctors today still say that they're not worth wearing. Uh, again, I don't. This is not to be misconstrued with medical masks. Yeah. Uh, because people say, "Oh, you're against science. You're against, what, the masks don't work." Well, let's just make the difference between a homemade cloth mask and a medical mask. That just needs to be. That needs to be settled. So, uh, they, they, they're even even at their best, though, John. They're not that effective. No, I, I wish I would have invested in a cloth mask company about ten or twelve months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, could have made a lot of money, and they're back. They're back selling them again. Um, yeah, the the uh, the other thing about it is, uh, I, I talked to Cyril Wecht early on in this uh, insanity back a year year and a half mm-hmm. ago, maybe like in May of that year, uh, and I brought up masks, and he laughed and dropped about fifteen f bombs on the phone, not on the radio, <laughs> before I got him on the radio saying how ridiculous he thinks it is. The ridiculous it is to think that a kid can put a mask on in school and not fiddle around with it and move it and make it actually less healthy for him than if he had the mask on. And that, that's, that was three months into this stupidity. Yeah, He's a pretty that, smart guy. A, yeah, and that's where you're correct, John. All you have to do is watch people wearing masks. They constantly touch their faces. And the other thing with cloth masks are that they're reused and there's moisture, moisture retention in them. Yep. So people don't think you're breathing in that. So now if you do have the virus, you're basically trapping that virus in the mask through moisture retention, right? Everyone knows if you wear a cloth mask all day long, right, it becomes wet, correct? Mm-hmm. Because you're constantly breathing into it. So between that and touching, yes, it, it's abs- there are definite concerns in this. Uh, well, you know, being wet actually makes it more friendly to the bacteria for other diseases. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Sick. Well, anyway, in your official room, we're talking to Ryan Warner. If, uh, he represents District 52 in Fayette County uh, in, in Harrisburg. Um, I see in your official response that you want to amend the state constitution to deal with this stupidity. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, throughout the course of the, the the governor's tried to use every avenue possible to try to issue his own mandates. And because of that, and he's used the Secretary of Health before. So because of that, I've already drafted legislation that would limit what the Secretary of Health would be able to mandate. You know, just put it simply, John. In this Commonwealth in the United States of America, laws are not created by bureaucrats and state departments. Laws are not created by governors. Laws are not created by courts. In this republic, laws are created by the democratically elected representatives that people choose. That's how laws are made. It's a crazy concept there, Ryan. Watch where you're going with that now. It it, it is. And for the governor to constantly mention uh, issuing the constitutional amendments or requiring ID to vote to be uh, threats to democracy is, is such an insult because he's doing this today. Tomorrow, more of the governor's uh, posse will be issuing a mandate for Pennsylvania to join the regional greenhouse gas alliance, which is yep. basically a carbon tax. Mm-hmm. Which he again has no is again subverting the legislative process, again subverting democracy, and we would be the only state to join that pack that has not done it through the legislative process. Just a sidebar. Yeah, I, I saw that story. I was going to call you guys to see if I could get somebody on to talk about that. Maybe next week or something. Uh, you can clear that up. I know you got to run. You got your you're, you're yeah. going to caucus, but uh, I appreciate you coming on, Ryan, and uh, yeah. keep up the fight, man. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be voting. I'll be in Harrisburg on Thursday. We're voting to try to stop that. Be happy to talk to you about it next week. And appreciate you having me on, as always, John. Okay, thank you. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Okay, you too. That's uh, Ryan Warner of uh, District 52 in Fayette County. He's always good to come on with us. And uh, so uh, the masks are stupid. Uh, They're useless for most people. And even even the, um, the, the surgical masks... If you're not wearing them properly, if you're not changing them, if you're if you're if you're if you're touching them, they're not working. Uh, and and the people who wear the surgical masks, they know how to wear surgical masks. They're doctors, they're nurses, they're health uh, care people. Um, so, um, and I'll tell you the 
This is the story that was in the this was in the New York uh, New York New York uh, magazine, New York Times magazine, uh, by a guy named uh, David Zweig, and uh, he did a he, he did a story and, and looked into the studies of, about masks, and he found that uh, the mask requirements for teachers and staff and ventilation. This is this is him talking about the studies that he looked into. Uh, the studies found that mask requirements for teachers and staff and ventilation improvements, such as opening windows, had a st- statistically significant effect. Other interventions did not. These findings cast doubt on the impact of uh, many of the most common mitigation measures in American schools, as Wag wrote. Distancing hybrid models, classroom barriers, HEPA filters, uh, and most notably requiring student masking were each found not to have a statistically significant benefit. In other words, he wrote, these measures could not be said to be effective. Not one study, he wrote, looked at student mask use in isolation from other mitigation measures or against control, some even demonstrated that no student masking correlated with low transmission. Universal and correct mask use is a critical prevention strategy. CDC recommends that school prioritize regardless of vaccination status for in-person learning. That's what the... Uh, uh, agency, the CDC, said about Georgia schools. And this guy, Zweig, spoke with uh, several ti- scientists who criticized the CDC's misuse of its findings. This is, uh, he says, this is a quote, I'm not aware of any studies that show conclusively that kids wearing masks in schools have any effect on their own morbidity or mortality or on the hosp- hospitalization or death rate in the community around them. That's include, uh, according to Elisa Schechter Perkins. She's the director of emergency medicine and infectious disease management at Boston Medical Center. Uh, so, you know, there are studies out there that show they do. There, there are more studies out there that show that they're useless than there are that show that they that they do any good at all. Um, and so you have the governor uh, with another edict. Telling these kids, I was driving somewhere this morning and saw a kid uh, waiting for a bus outside today, this morning. It was a nice morning. He was waiting for a bus. He's about, looked like to be a first or second grader, and he was wearing a mask because he's waiting for the bus to come. There's nobody around him. His mother was standing there without a mask on, but because he can't be vaccinated, he had a mask on just in case. Someone came by on the in the uh, in the car and coughed out the window, and those germs would float over, and then he would breathe them in. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe they come out of the fall out of the trees. I, I don't know where people uh, get the. Um, um, I don't know where people get the idea that they can get a disease while they're walking around outside. Uh, and then we have a caller called with a little help here, I'm told. An N95 mask filters out downs to three microns at best. The COVID virus is only 1.1 microns wide. I've seen that before, and, and it's uh, somebody um, um, compared it to trying to uh, use a, a cyclone fence to prevent somebody from throwing marbles in your yard. I mean, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work, you know? The holes are too big. This is, but you know, that's fine. It's, it's a nice argument to have, and people who are smarter than I am can, you know, talk about the science because I sure don't know anything about science. But I can read these studies, and um, and it, it, the the governor he doesn't know any more than I do. He doesn't know any more than you do. Well, what does he know about any of this? Except what the idiot that used to be the health secretary might have told him. He doesn't know. And, and he doesn't know, he's not sure of anything, but he's sure enough to tell every kid in Pennsylvania that he or she has to wear a mask in school. It's unbelievably stupid. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden scheduled to speak to the nation on Afghanistan soon. The last evacuation flight has ended at Kabul airport with Americans still trapped in Afghanistan. The president under criticism for his handling of the final evacuation. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw 
An Afghan war veteran says the U.S. cannot work with the Taliban. Stop giving in to the Taliban. I, I can't believe we even have to ask for that. I can't believe Secretary Blinken is even toying with the idea that these illegitimate terrorists could ever be recognized as a government. They're on our terrorist watch list. Congressional committees are expected to hold public hearings on what went wrong in the final months of the U.S. withdrawal. And authorities say rain from tropical depression is temporarily hampering cleanup effort in a rural Tennessee community. Ravaged by recent flooding, this is SRN News. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders, and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores, and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal or Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. I am en route to California for two days. Colonel Kurt Schlichter will be sitting in for me on this short notice trip to the West Coast. Do not miss a moment of it. He'll have a unique perspective on America's bug out, its shameful, catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, our abandonment of American citizens and allies there on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Fallen Angel, Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. In the warehouse, the job has to get done. But if you're working with an outdated forklift that has more downtime than up due to maintenance, it's time to make the switch to Novalift lithium-ion-powered forklifts. With a Novalift forklift, you get less downtime, a longer lifespan, fast, efficient opportunity charging, and a five-year cost of ownership that will save you almost $45,000 over internal combustion models. Novalift, revolutionizing the material handling industry one job at a time. What's in your warehouse? Contact us today for a cost analysis at NovaliftNA.com slash save. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's a mess out there. Parkway East inbound is solid. That with an accident blocking the right lane between Grant Street and Stanwick Street. You're backed up back to Boulevard of the Allies. Outbound also real slow go. Forbes Avenue up to Edgewood, Swissvale. Outbound 65, a solid jam up Beaver Avenue to the McKees Rocks Bridge. Flooding in several locations, including Mount Lebanon, Kelso Road at Pembroke Drive. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
flash flood watch in effect for several inches of rain from Tropical Rainstorm Ida from late tonight through tomorrow night. Rain from Tropical Rainstorm Ida will increase in intensity as tonight wears on with the potential for torrential downpours at times, especially during the day tomorrow. Rainfall totals are expected to average 2 to 4 inches with locally higher amounts possible, which will lead to flooding. Low tonight, 64. Tomorrow's high near 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, President Biden took a victory lap a couple of hours ago and told everybody what a great job he did in getting out of Afghanistan. I wasn't able to listen to all of it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't mention the dogs that were left behind. Dr. Robin Gansert is president and CEO of American Humane, and she joins us now. Robin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So who are these dogs, uh, and how were they left behind? Well, John, I will tell you, I am devastated by reports that the American government pulled out, pulled out of Afghanistan, left behind brave contract working dogs to be tortured and perhaps killed at the hands of our enemies. You know, these brave dogs are the same dangerous, life-saving work that our military working dogs do, and they deserve such a far better fate than one to which we left them, left them behind enemy lines. What we know is that 50 contract working dogs were left behind. They made it to the airport. Uh, we know that they were there. We were working with all folks on the ground and folks in the military to see whether or not we could get them access to cargo so they could be in one of the last flights out. That was denied. And the government also denied clearance for charter planes that various other organizations had actually enlisted to get those animals to safety. So we asked tonight, why were the dogs left behind? Why were the contract working dogs left in Afghanistan? Yeah, and um, so where are we now? Are they doomed? Or is, there, or is there still work to, to try to get them out? Or does anybody know what? I saw the picture that's uh, gone viral of a, of a bunch of crates uh, sitting in front of looked like a dilapidated airplane at the airport somewhere. And they were all in a line, the, the crates, with I'm assuming the dogs were in there. Um, I, you know, I, when I say crate, I mean a dog crate, not a, a box, obviously. Uh, a cage, yeah. a little cage. Um, were they, uh, anybody know what happened to those dogs? You know, those are the contract working dogs that are in question right now. And as soon as our last flight left, the last marine transport left, we really have no idea. We understood uh, some uh, reports have come in that the Marines did open up the crates before they left so the dogs could be free. But we honestly have no reports now on those safety and welfare of those dogs. And these, again, are contract working dogs. They do the same type of work that military working dogs do. They work alongside our service members. They work alongside defense contractors. They sniff out IEDs, weapon caches, enemy positions. They literally save lives uh, in protection uh, of our assets in our country So, in our, and our service members and, you know, everyone that we have there in place. So these dogs have literally served our country. And what have we done? We've left battle buddies behind. What are you at American Humane uh, trying to do? Have you been contacting the government, and what kind of response are you getting? We have been contacting the government. We were working closely with as many officials uh, that we could over the weekend to try to, again, secure access to cargo storage or even secure access to one of the charter planes that had been enlisted. And again, all were denied. We understand that the situation deteriorated rapidly on the ground. We know that. What we want to do now is to be those dogs' voices. We have to be the voice for those animals. We know that this is wrong. It cannot be swept under the rug. And what we're going to be looking to do is use this as a, a cry, a cry to action, so we can make sure that we can prevent this type of gross oversight of justice from ever happening again. You know, John, this happened in Vietnam. Contract working dogs were left. They were left to be murdered in the hands of the enemy. Here we are years and years later, and we've got contract working dogs in the same position as the dogs that served alongside our service members in Vietnam uh, had happened. The same situation. So we're going to be asking Congress to take action to classify contract working dogs in the same level as military working dogs. And I think we could all agree failure to do anything less is really a failure of humanity. 
Um, so what is the difference between a contract working dog and a military working dog? They're both doing the same thing, but one of them is mm-hmm. is doing it for the military, another is doing it for a private contractor? It's all about ownership. To be honest with you, you have contract working dogs that might be working alongside Army or Marine service members, right? But you also just look at the ownership. If a military working dog is actually owned by a service branch, a contract working dog is simply under contract through one of the canine kennel providers to, uh, to various branches for service or to a private defense contractor doing security work as well. So actually, they've been used in both capacities, working alongside either private contractors or even working alongside our service members. You know, American Humane, a number of years ago, we launched a program to bring home battle buddies from theaters of conflict when they were at their period of retirement because there wasn't anything in any legislation requirements that allowed the government to bring those animals back home. But we now pay. We pay for any dog in a theater of conflict of retiring. We pray to bring them back to the United States, and then we get them transported to their home of their former handler. And those battle bunny reunions, I think I've done 54 in my, in my tenure at American Humane. Those are the best days ever. And I was so hoping that Monday or Tuesday of this week we would have had those same types of reunions happen, but we could have un, um, unloaded these incredible contract working dogs and then worked for reuniting them with their former handlers. That would have been a dream come true. But unfortunately, now we know that's not happened, and they're in the Taliban's hands. We're talking to Robin Robin Ganser. She's the president and CEO of American Humane. Um, so what what – the, the the dogs have been separated from their partners, uh, the the one yeah. the, the humans their human partners the ones that they've worked with. Uh, that's got to be really yeah. traumatic for the dogs and and also for the humans. I I just from what I understand, there's quite a bond between uh, the humans and the dogs when it comes to this kind of stuff because the humans know these dogs have saved their lives. Um, so how did the what what happened to the partners that they? You know, the human partners, that they couldn't do something to make sure that their dogs traveled with them. You know, I think this withdrawal must have been so chaotic. And I worry about those contractors who had to be parted from their dogs. What were they thinking in those last moments when they couldn't board their transport out and they had to leave their, their battle buddy behind? I think that those folks are certainly facing tremendous, tremendous personal trauma uh, at having to make that most difficult of all decisions. I've spoken to several handlers today, actually, all throughout the day, and they said the decisions that people must have made in real time to leave their battle buddy behind had to be the most excruciating in their career. And I know that a lot of dog handlers here in our country today are thinking about those those who had to leave their battle buddy behind. And again, these are contract working dogs working alongside defense contractors these are not the military working dogs that were on transport safely home over a week ago. Um, I mean, I have two golden retrievers at home, and I, can I know t- you do. I've heard. Yeah. I love that. I can tell you right now, there's no way I'm leaving without my dogs if I'm there. If, I, if I'd have been in the airport in Kabul, Kabul, I would not have gotten on the plane. I mean, they, maybe they could have forced me to get on, but. Not voluntarily. I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave my dogs there. And my dogs haven't. As far as I know, they haven't saved my life ever. <laughs> you know, they haven't well, out sniffed out any explosives chance, that I know. They, no, no. But they might save your life later on. You never know with these incredible hero dogs. But we really are talking about contract working dogs. And again, that question is: Why were these contract working dogs left behind? And does it even matter who's in charge when these defense little? Animal lives are really at stake. Well, Robin, what's That's a what, huge, huge question. What's the chance that, that that any of these contractors just just looked at their dogs as equipment and figured that you know they just they had to get on the plane? And I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I wonder how how universal the bond is between the two, and how um, how often sometimes these dogs are just looked at as a as a as a piece of equipment. There's not one canine handler I've met in my decade at American Humane that would ever, ever say that their dog was simply equipment. Yes, that's how the U.S. military infrastructure classifies them, but I can tell you any canine handler that I've ever had the privilege of meeting has always said that that 
four-legged service member, as they count them as, is absolutely uh, an inspiration to them. And they see them truly as their battle buddy. They just happen to have four legs and a a furry nose and a wagging tail. Uh, And these dogs, I know, actually turn into be service dogs and therapy dogs to so many canine handlers, whether defense contractors or whether actually in line with our service members. I've never met one who hasn't fallen in love with their battle buddy and been there side by side with an unbreakable bond. This bond was broken for these 50 dogs, and my heart and my prayers are going out for these dogs tonight. I just pray that they will find a way to safety and be humanely treated. Um, and so what would have happened to these dogs if they had come home? Would they have been par- reunited with their their partner, um, or would they have been uh, an organization like yours have worked to find a home for them, maybe with another veteran? We would. We offered to pay lifetime veterinary medical care for these dogs if we could get them even to a base in Europe, and then from Europe we would pay for transportation to get them to the states, and then to get them adopted where we could. Uh, these dogs would be owned by defense contractors, so of course the ownership issue is a is a is a huge issue as well. So if the dogs could continue to work under the defense contract system, that would be a different matter. But indeed, if the dogs would be relinquished relinquished to American Humane, we would ensure a lifetime veterinary care and adoption, hopefully with a military family or someone who served with that particular dog. And then, of course, a humane retirement and a forever loving home is what we all dream of for all working dogs, military working dogs, contract working dogs, dogs that serve in law enforcement, dogs that serve in our fire department, dogs that serve as service dogs, therapy dogs. We want all working dogs to be able to have a forever loving home in their retirement. And I can tell you tonight, we failed 50 contract working dogs, at least. And the Taliban hate dogs. They consider them impure, and they're not likely to have a whole lot of sympathy for their plight, are they? Not in my opinion at all, absolutely. Um, so, uh, are these would these mostly be German Shepherds and Belgian Malinois? These dogs, most likely. Uh, most likely, absolutely. Shepherds, Belgian Malinois, yes. Yeah. Um, now, there's going to obviously going to be a lot of attention paid to rescuing the humans who were abandoned because they're still talking about that. Are you having trouble getting people reacting to your cause here because you know, the people saying, look, they're only dogs? A lot of, people who aren't dog people will react that way. Well, you know, I think that this whole situation is so complex. And what I have to focus on is my mission. We're a nonprofit that's been working alongside the military now for 100 years. In fact, it was the U.S. Secretary of War back in World War One invited American Humane to go overseas and care for war horses. We've been working alongside the military for these incredible working animals now for well over 100 years. And it's my job to focus as an advocacy group for those working dogs, particularly in this case, the contract working dogs, and to be their voice. And that is what our mission is. And that's what we choose to really focus our energies on. We have prayers for the people impacted We have prayers for the animals impacted, and I know we all just wanted to see a much more peaceful outcome uh, for this situation. I want to make sure justice is served, though, that this does not ever happen again. We should have learned from Vietnam. We can definitely learn from what happened in Afghanistan. We need to request that Congress take action to classify contract working dogs in the same level as military working dogs. And that's our call to action in honor of these 50 dogs, at least that we know were left behind. Uh, We're finishing up here with Dr. Robin R. Ganzert. She's the president and CEO of American Humane. Uh, I only have about a minute left here, Robin. Can you give people an idea how to uh, get in touch with your organization, how to help out? Yes, well, you can visit AmericanHumane.org to learn more about our work and keep posted on our efforts to help change, uh, to certainly change the classification of these very important battle buddies. We need to do that. And again, failure to do so is a failure of humanity, in my opinion. Hey, I appreciate the work you're doing, and uh, I hope by maybe by some miracle some of these dogs will be uh, 
at least found, and maybe we find out what their fate, and maybe they're maybe they'll be okay. I hope so. But I appreciate you coming on the radio with me. Thank you so much. Be okay. safe and be well. Okay, we'll be right back. My friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable, and Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year for a limited time you'll get 50 percent off the giza dream sheets you'll receive a set for as low as 49.99 go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code stag there you'll find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on all my pillow products including the my pillow mattress topper and so much more call 1-800-716-8087 use the promo code stag go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code stag Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest-Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pestfree goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Gopestfree.com. Promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team and they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game the solaire anywhere and solaire everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go from picnics to camping rvs to boating but especially tailgating and they're made in the usa with the confidence of a 100 year old family business amaze your tailgating friends with solaire infrared grills learn more about these fantastic grills at besthotgrill.com that's besthotgrill.com BestHotGrill.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So um, masks are back and um, we'll see how long that lasts and what kind of results we get. Of course, the kids are in no danger. This, this is the stuff that the thing that drives me crazy with this. Um, they they come up with these ideas and then they justify them by saying, we have to keep the kids safe. 
And the main thing is keeping the kids safe. This new variant uh, is much more transmissible, blah, blah, blah. And my, my question is always the same and have never been, has never been answered. Safe from what? They're kids. Look at the numbers. They have a better chance of dying on their way to school riding with their parents than they do of dying from COVID if they don't wear a mask and they catch the disease. Uh, they they have a better their 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 chances of dying from COVID are about the same as their chances of being trampled by an elephant. Okay, you know li- while living in Pittsburgh, and the governor comes on and says the reason he's doing this is to keep the kids safe. In order to be kept safe from something, there has to be some danger. There is zero danger for kids. When it comes to COVID, uh, and the the the, uh, the older people are not even wearing masks. I told you uh, just today. I saw a kid waiting for a bus with a mask on. His mother wasn't wearing a mask, so I'm I'm guessing she's been vaccinated. And the reason that the kid is is wearing a mask is because he's too young to be vaccinated. So he had the mask on. So this is going to be the case for every kid, if, if the governor has his way, every kid in every school in Pennsylvania is going to be wearing a mask from the time he or she walks into the building at 7 in the mo- 8 in the morning, whatever it is, until 3 in the afternoon. They'll be wearing a mask, and it'll be dirty, it'll be wet, it'll be moved around on his face, but it is, as the governor said many months ago, political theater, and the kids are the ones that are being tortured by it. It's unbelievable that this is still going on a year and a half later. Thanks for listening. We'll try it again tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.